You ready to have a good ass show? I'm so ready to have a good ass show. All right. All right, and we are back. Here we are again with another episode of my show with that guy, Alex, and that guy, Jake. How are you guys oh. doing? Oh man, you know I've got to I've got to tell you I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit before we get into this for you guys. So for the first time. But we are doing Skype video chat, Alex and myself. Normally, we just yeah. do audio. But this time, we're doing video. And it's, it's kind of weird because Alex has been dancing pretty much since the start of the podcast. And once we, once we transition to video, again, pulling back a different curtain, once we, once we transition to a video podcast, you'll see this, this tomfoolery, this chicanery, this nonsense. <laughs> this nonsense. Speak- the hooliganisms. The hooliganisms. Buffoonery. Buffoonery. <laughs> I said burst. Shout out, Gil. <laughs> we, we all are, right. So we, this, like, is, we, this is it. I'm gonna cut in. I'm gonna cut in. Cut in. Hit me with it. And this is what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through the social media real quick because I want you. You asked me a question. I guess technically at the end of last week. I was gonna say early this week, but it, I think it was technically the end of last week. It was at the beginning of the podcast week. That's fair. That's fair. If we're going podcast week, we're correct. And let's be honest, my whole life is at one podcast week at a time. Friday so, to Friday, man. At the beginning, at the beginning of the podcast week, you asked me a very, very, very good question. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I chose to ignore it for a couple of days because I knew it was going to drive me insane. And then time time looped back around. At the and speed I had to of time. At the speed of time, one second at a time, um, I I started to think about your question, and I can tell you this: the 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 answer to your question is going to probably surprise you, but my overall actual answer is going to annoy the crap out of you. So, what does this have to do with our social media? Nothing, but I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to like tease the second part because. I already know everyone knows if they go to Instagram, they look up Red Arrow Productions, they find us. We all over Instagram. The IG is there. Um, then you you use that same search keyword, Red Arrow Production, throw it in Facebook. Guess what? You we all go over there. It's like the same people in a different spot. Then you then, – Then what? What? Then what? Then what do they do? Oh, well, then – they pop over to Twitter. We shorten it up. Red Arrow P, find us. And I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Uh, last year or last year? Well, you know what? It's a podcast year. Yeah. Seven days. That's how long. It's a whole year. Happy Rusev the, Day, by the way. What, the what? Happy Rusev Day. It's Rusev Day. What is that? Uh, don't, don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, so, if, we're, if we're just picking how long things can be, I'm just going to start naming days. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, you have you have all the right. Um, so we we you hit up Twitter last week. We asked people to tweet in yo mama jokes. We right? got a few. I got I got one through the the Red Arrow uh, Instagram DMs. Oh, it was DM'd to my Red Arrow Alex page, and so I threw it over to the red arrow productions uh i thought it was hilarious oh, it i don't know one. i don't know if it's tops of the list i don't know where it ranks but it was good um it, after it, you visited instagram facebook and twitter you could pop over to the patreon uh red arrow productions again if you hop on there and you think to yourself man i really like it when these guys talk about stuff but i really wish they would talk about the thing that i choose you can do that you it's can five dollars five bones you, do it, and then we will do what you want us to do. It's amazing. It's incredible. But so now, now that we've buried the lead like three or four times at the beginning of yes. this episode, we have frustrated the hell out of our listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the question I posed was, is there an artist, and if so, who is it, that you feel a kinship with, an emotional attachment to through their music? Correct. That was, in in fact, the question. That's he's not making that up. Uh, it would suck if you switched the question on me like, right Ha-ha! now, and I'd be like, "Well, I didn't think about that for for a, a podcast year." Um, that question 
was was an incredibly uh, hard thing for me to to think about because I don't I don't listen to music for emotional uh, uh, responses, right? Generally, music is there to to be kind of white noise. On Spotify, I have a playlist. I call it writing. Whenever I'm working working on the next issue of PowerTech or or whatever other project we we endeavor upon, um, I've got like this white noise of very what I consider calm music. Some might say it's a little sadder in tone. Some of the songs are a little down more tempo. Yeah, a little down tempo. But I don't I don't listen to those songs and think, oh my god, that makes me so sad because of this event. I should write about things now. Like no, it's just kind of ignorable white noise that keeps me focused um and then the flip side of that is i've got playlists that just i mean that's when you just gotta it's time to get hype you know you gotta get ready for something right before some sort of uh uh pickup sporting event that i take way too seriously (laughs) um before uh, a workout uh the you know one time a year i go lift weights that kind of a thing you gotta get you gotta get mentally ready and so I get I use music to get me like hyped up. So so do you not so in that that's interesting. So do you not consider excitement and and that that sort of adrenaline rush? Do you not consider that to be an emotional response? I I I don't I don't, and I'm and I guess not? I would think I think and maybe I'm using the wrong term here, but I think like psychologically it is an emotional response excitement uh ad- maybe not adrenaline because i know that's technically a chemical right but but the excitement that 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 uh the focus all of that is probably in emotion technically but i i don't i don't think that it it i don't know uh it's not the same way of like like happy or sad. I, I or think like I, I think I get what angry. you're. What you know you're what I mean? Saying. Yeah, like I, I understand this, and I'll, I'll break it down kind of uh, the way the way I would explain Spanish. Um, you know, like ear and a star. People who who understand the difference between ear and a star. You know the differences in being. Um, you know you you feel a certain way and you are a certain way. There are two different ways. Like I I feel like lo siento means I feel for you, but mm-hmm. to say you know I'm I am. Uh, you know, I am sad. I would say, you know, soy cansado, you know, but gotcha. you, you know, or you have hunger. You don't, you aren't hunger, but you right. are sad. So I, I think in, in that way, it, it kind of, it, it, it works in that excitement, that exuberance will use right. that. Like that is certainly an emotion, but it's a fleeting one. It's a, it's like you, you touched on a little bit. It's a chemical response. Um, right. But I mean, at, the, at some level, I mean, if we're really getting down to it and, you know, there are people who've spent years, uh, certainly more years than I looking at the brain that can tell you more about this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, I'm, so that's that's interesting. But but I'll, I'll let you continue. I just wanted to jump okay. in there cause, and see if I could explain your thoughts with with different words. And I, I think you you definitely uh, were to you summed up what I was actually trying to uh, convey. Very summarizer. well. Boom. But. The the one band, and I, I, I have not listened to them uh, faithfully or religiously by any stretch of the, the uh, imagination or anything like that, but with the exception of a couple of their actual singles, um, the band Bowling for Soup hit, hit the emotional like, like, like strings for like three and a half years of high school. Because every single song was about the guy who didn't think he was cool enough uh. to to like get the to to not even get the girl, but like just get the girl to even pay attention to him. Like not every song was about how I love her so much she has to love me back. It was just like I I don't even like she doesn't even know I'm here. Like she doesn't think I'm funny. Everybody thinks Alex is funny, but she doesn't think I'm funny. Like I I don't even exist to her type of a thing. And for, for, like I said, like three and a half years of high school, if a Bowling for Soup song came on, chances are I was all, this is bullshit. He's <laughs> just like, you know what? I don't want, I didn't even want this. I, this I don't song, even want to listen to this stupid music. This, who this who band, put this on? This is dumb. And so, 
the like the closest I've gotten to to a, a, a an emotional response to an artist is unfortunate for me to admit, right? This this is so the listener has to know that when we do this podcast, we peel back all the layers. We're as honest as we can be. This well, is our true selves. Peel back all the layers. I peel back most. You see, I I taught you everything you know. I didn't teach you everything I know. <laughs> well, when it comes to music, I'm willing to admit that from the ages of like 14 to 17, Bowling for Soup was my perceived existence of myself, and Fair it enough. sucked. You see, like that, it's funny that you went to that album and, and you talked about a specific era of time because my my backup to this question was going to be if you if you came to the show and you're like, you know what? Psh, nobody. I, I am an emotionless I don't care. Music does not move me. I am I am unmoved by your by your lute and your mm-hmm. and and your tamarind. Your lute. <laughs> by your lute. I was trying to think of that that uh, Theremin. That's what it is. I couldn't think of the name of the word theremin. It's that the instrument that goes makes a ghost oh, noise. Oh, that thing. Yes. Okay. Dude, theremin is the best instrument. But but so my my idea was if it wasn't going to be that, what album? You know, perhaps what album is it that so singularly like you know it's like one section of your life. Like right. this, you know this this album was. This part of your life would not have been the same without it. But so that's kind of where you went with that. And that, that's kind of that was you you stepped into my backup question. That's that's perfect. Sometimes I sometimes I hit, you know, a home run. Other times it's a grand slam. It's not a big deal. Sometimes you lay down that sack bunt because you got to get the guy from second to third. Damn straight. So so what about you? Tim? Oh, what it, about me? Where's your emotions? My emotions. Where are your emotions? Well, you know, if there's if there's one. Um, one uh, artist that I, I think I relate to, not just on a you know on a musical level, but but a cosmic level and a cosmic a, an level. intellectual level and and a virility level. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Prince. I, I'm a lot like Prince. <laughs> You're a lot like Prince. But... <laughs> so, no, I just <laughs> insert dead joke here. Um, yeah. The, like, anyway, no, no, no. I, I, now if I can take this seriously. <laughs> Sorry, no. I like I've never I've never wanted to be someone's sister or and their mother too. So that's something I can say. Like I am not I do not identify as Prince. Um, I do not self identify as a symbol. As whatever that symbol means. Well the symbol is Prince. So there you the go. Symbol is Prince. So uh you know, shout out Prince. But um I think the first time I really felt like there was an artist that I, I identified with. Um, and and it, there was an availability bias with it. Um, okay. I, I was taking a class about about him at the time. So oh, there was okay. a lot of a lot of this music <laughs> in my world. But it, it happened it happened in in the way that like you started agreeing with the with the songs. Mm-hmm. And then you started realizing that this person had to be feeling the same way that you felt at one time if you guys can, are saying the same words. Right. And so for me, like the first time that happened, it was, it was Bob Dylan. And, uh, that's, that's also how you bury a lead right there. That, <laughs> but, um, just in early Bob Dylan, I, I noticed that when I was, when I was younger, you know, I haven't noticed anything when I'm older because I, I only t- travel through time at the speed of time. It's true. But, yeah. um, I realized that the, the things that he was saying, the things that he was upset about, the angry young man of Bob Dylan was was the same angry young man that, that I was at that time. You know, I was I was pissed off about this, that, and the other, and you know, who cares about the woman who left? She was a child anyway. You know, this this whole like insulated persona that the the folk hero of Bob Dylan created while also being incredibly raw and incredibly public. Like it really, it, it spoke to me at a at an emotional level that someone could be that out and open while still being so reclusive at the same time. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel right now. Like I want, I want to, I want everyone to know that I want to be their friend and then immediately be left alone by everybody forever. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's, that's love me and go away. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, basically, Bob Dylan is a cat. <laughs> that might that's early 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 episode name right there bob dylan is a cat 
That's 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 a good one. That that might be tough to beat. <laughs> that's that tough might be to... tough to beat. But uh, my other one, and this one didn't happen, and and also uh, an interesting side note with Dylan is that I noticed that as I as I aged, um, mm-hmm. the music of Dylan that appealed to me was was later on in his in his musical career. So to me, it also it it was like this journey I went on with Bob Dylan, and, and that that aided in sort of the uh, the emotional side for me because it's like we went through this journey at the same sorts of times in our lives, and so mm-hmm. here and now we're both on the other end of it, and you know. Here we you are. Be left alone. Exactly. Love me now. <laughs> love me and go away. You know what? And, so, and, and as Dylan oh. said, welcome to wherever you are. So. So I guess, So let me. That was in excess. Is there? Is there? Um, like the class when you when you took the Dylan class, did you did the class study his music like chronologically, or was it a picking and choosing of? We're going to focus on songs about something and move on. Like, how did they break? The, and I ask this because I have a, a, a breakdown that I'm curious about. So I'm going somewhere. All right. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, no. we're always going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But this might this could this could turn out incredibly interesting. Or you could answer this question in a way that I say, cool. And then we move on. I don't you listened know. to we'll 11 songs and that was it. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, no, it was it was really interesting. He uh, the professor Professor Harrison, uh, one of one person who I hold very dearly uh, to myself, uh, Professor Jeff Harrison at Lane Community College. If somehow he hears this, shout out Jeff Harrison. Um, but he he started with the stuff at Highway sixty one revisited, and we, he would take an album and we would have a week to basically digest this album and then have thoughts by the end of the week. Um, and so, you know, being that there were, I mean, for lack of a better term, eight usable weeks in a college term in the state of Oregon, the last week being finals and the first week being pointless, yep. you, he picked eight albums and, and we went, and it was, it was essentially chronological, um, more of an era movement. In, and it wasn't like in 61, this happened. And then 64, this album came out in 67. It was like, this is the era and we're listening to this album. We're also going to listen to that album. Then we're going to listen to this album. So it was that's that's the way it broke down. So I guess I guess what I was curious about is you say that you you kind of identified with later Bob Dylan songs than the earlier stuff, right? Right. Is it is it that could it have been that initially you sign up for the class and and like every college student I assume there was a level of like it does sound interesting but only to the point that it's better than all of the other lame classes I have to choose from. Like Dylan sounded like a cooler I, writing class than whatever else you were choosing. Dylan was a destination class for me. It was, was it? it was a class like it was the first thing I signed up for. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was a class that I was really, really looking forward to. Um, gotcha. And so when, especially even when I got there, the the way we looked at it, it wasn't. And, and this is the way he framed the class for us. He said. You know, this if you thought that you were gonna come in here and hang out and listen to music and everything was gonna be a good time, then I'm I'm sorry to inform you that you picked the wrong class. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, you know, we are going to be looking at this as though it was literature and we're going to treat it as literature. There will be and literature as read must be discussed and must be written about. Fair enough. So I mean that that class I, I mean I and I enjoyed that class so much that I ended up taking two Shakespeare classes from the same guy, and I mean I I knew what I was getting into when I got into the Shakespeare classes because I had already taken the Dylan class. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, well, kind of hmm. to and to answer your question to get to get back around to it, um, with I liked the early stuff when I was younger. Uh, and so, like initially, when I got into the class, the first few albums were the were the albums that I'm like, yeah, this is good. And I was like, as and then as Dylan got older, I was kind of like, well, you know, it wasn't so. As he got older, it wasn't really quite the same. And then as I got older, I was like, man, this this old Mercy album is really good, actually. Now that I now that I really give it another listen and like, give it a chance, you know, it's. It's actually really. It's a lot better than Highway 61 Revisited. I think. I think this album is better than. You know, so it's 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 funny to see how how like once you become older, how your your tastes change. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. I have so one thing that made the this whole music emotional attachment artist question difficult for me. Um, and I, I don't, I say difficult for me, like this was something that we've been prepping for forever. I mean, it was four days of me actually like consciously caring about it. Um, but I can, I'm, I'm of the few people I know, and you might consider yourself one of them as well, but I can listen to like the same 200 songs forever. Yeah, like, I'm in that boat. If, if, if I like the song, and and I I found out I liked it through some sort of organic way, right? If if I heard my friend listening to it and I was like, oh, what's that track? Okay, cool. I'll check it out. And then I kind of went and I remembered it a couple of weeks later and I threw it on a Spotify and I li- and then it say it does get me hyped up before like an ultimate frisbee game on the weekend. So now I'm I'm feeling it a little bit more. I'm like, oh, okay, now I like that song and now it's it's on the playlist forever. Like. I'll never get bored of listening to it, right? Well, and I, I so, wouldn't say I'd never get bored of listening to it. Like, there, there are some songs that, I mean, no matter how many times you, you listen to them, I mean, you're still going to sing along, but it's that half-hearted sort of... I, I, get, I get where you're going, but I will show you... I mean, if anyone cares, I've got a playlist on Spotify that has, I think, 46 songs. And I'm not bored of any of them, and they've been on there for years. If you want years. that playlist, you need to get at us at our on our social media, and we'll give it to thing? you. Oh, we can upload Spotify playlists, can't we? Can we? Holy cow! That well, I, we're doing that. If we can do that, we're doing that. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> there's a way for me. I'm I'm checking. If the listener doesn't know that right now, I'm actually on my phone. I'm I'm pretty sure I can like upload. Like I can make a shareable play, like cause right, yeah, you, I did, I did the collaborative uh, share list right. playlist at one time. I'm pretty sure that this is like a there's like a thing where I can like, hey, you can at least share the link. I know that much. Yes, exactly. So look for that. Like we're gonna get that link and we're gonna get that up. If you wanna, if you wanna get down like Alex, he's gonna share the link on our Facebook and he's also gonna share it on Instagram. So you can you can check it out there. But one thing I also noticed about music that's interesting, I mean, and it's not necessarily, you kind of touched on a little bit there, playlists are, are mm-hmm. the thing now. Uh, and we, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. You know, we talked about, about mixtapes and mix CDs and things like that. Do you, find, do you find yourself listening more to, to music that is, like, when you, do you stick to an artist? Or, like, for instance, for me, like, if I listen to Migos, I really only like two or three of their songs. You know, mm-hmm. and it, and that has to do with a lot of the fact that I've listened to uh, two or three of their songs, but I don't have the desire <laughs> to, to go find more. Uh, but do you find that you're more on that side, or do you hear a song by a band and you're like, I I want to listen to more of this. I want to hear every song by this band ever. No, I am I am definitely on the I will listen to a good song, and like I've not I have not heard. Uh, a, a publicly played Imagine Dragon song that I didn't like. Oh, I'm and so I have, the opposite though. And I, well, I'm just I'm, this is one example. The, every Imagine Dragon song that I've ever heard on a soundtrack or a radio or a video game or whatever, I thought was awesome. They 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 only make hype music. That's true. Well, but maybe not because the rest of their albums <laughs> could be crap. Because I have never once gone on spotify and searched imagine dragons with the intent of like shuffle all their entire discography to find out like i listen to radioactive preferably with kendrick lamar because um yeah well i mean it's the exact same song with one kick-ass rap verse in the middle what's not to love um like i i shots the boiler remix amazing that song will make me smile a hundred percent of the time like believer great thunder great like warrior great like they've got these just songs that get me ready but i've never i'll never ever go buy their album i'll never see them in concert i'm never gonna nothing you see and we we can talk a little bit about imagine dragons because i feel exactly the opposite about them i i like every time i've listened to them it's just you know, okay, the, the best way to explain how I feel when I hear an Imagine Dragons song is like if you bite 
and, and this is this come because this happened to me recently. So this this is like what's going on in my brain right now. <laughs> when you bite into a cheeseburger and it's just too thick and there's no seasoning in it. That's what Imagine Dragons feels like to me when I bite in when I when I turn on an Imagine Dragons song, I hear biting into that burger. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm like, man, I mean, yeah, this is a burger, but I would prefer a different burger if I had a choice. I'm not I'm not going to say that it's better than Bob Dylan is cats, but <laughs> Bob Dylan is a cat. But is a cat, but if 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 the, if an an episode title could possibly be I hear biting into that burger. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's up there with mean burgers for for yeah. quick names I just out of nowhere. I hear biting into that burger. No, I get so that that actually makes makes a lot of sense to me because as much as I do like you know six Imagine Dragon songs. Two of which is are some some sort of like remix or or you know re edit. Um, I I understand their music is very very. I feel like it's uh, artistically commercial. I in think that, that's a good way to put it. I just I feel like these whatever six guys or however many people are in Imagine Dragons are probably actually writing their own music or most of it. I feel like. They're going through the creative process of figuring out what what special I, I don't want to say special effects because that makes it sound like a movie, but like they use some synth and stuff, right? Some electric it, uh, it modifications. Almost, it almost feels like they're trying to do what the Beatles would have done with modern day music, right? Where it is, it's very commercial, and I understand why it's as popular as it is, but I could tell it's. I feel like it's coming from a place of true artistry instead of like, like you look at, you know, a, a, a Selena Gomez. She's clearly just, I mean, maybe she's written a couple of her own songs, but it's a bunch of producers. Here's your lyrics. This is the track. Listen to it. Let's put it together. All right. Yeah. Put a pause there. Change that line. That's fair. Sing, boom, boom, sing boom. it differently this time though. Right. Exactly. Like, like louder and happier with your mouth open. <laughs> louder oh. and your mouth open more. Like, I feel like there's those artists who go through the motions and get their money, right? And then there's like the real, the real artists. And then Imagine Dragons is this, this healthy middle ground of like, there probably are real artists, but they're playing unreal music in, in the least offensive way I can say that. Right. No, that's, and, and that's, that's fair. It, it kind of reminds me the way, the way you described them in my mind, like it popped up in my head and you're like, there's, they're like halfway between marketing and music. I was like, Oh, kiss. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Well, like that was, that was the thing. Like Gene, Gene Simmons never wanted to be the Rolling Stones. Gene Simmons wanted to be Coca-Cola. He wanted to be everywhere. That's why there is kiss everything. Yes. The, the the Kiss Army is well outfitted because the Kiss Army outfits itself. <laughs> the Kiss Army outfits well, itself. Well, the, here's here's another band that we we're talking about, kind of, and and uh, you know you, the whole you hear one song and you stick with that song. I I kind of feel bad about this one uh, okay. because I did hear a second song by this by this group and I liked it. So it ten I, I'm tending to want to be like, well, you know, maybe I'll listen to another song, but. I still have in it in that yet. voice too. Yeah, well, maybe that's to that's my song. that's my thinking voice. If I'm trying to <laughs> if I'm trying to persuade myself, like that's the voice I hear in my head. Well, <laughs> I don't know. As soon as I drop down to my regular voice, that's when that's when sanity. If you hear me go, that's, well, I don't know. That's bad. You don't that's have, bad. if you it's hear over. that, like stop me from whatever I'm about to do because I'm not using the whimsical fun part of my brain. So, <laughs> So, the band that I feel bad about is the XX. Unfortunately for the XX, their most popular song, possibly ever, is titled "Intro." Intro, and I don't even think it was track one on their album. Well, it probably was. I think it was. It'd be really I don't think, funny if it wasn't. I don't think they're that hipster. 
Anyway, know. so yeah, I listened. I listened to it. And I'm like, hey, I really like this song, and I showed it to Adam, and Adam went and listened to the album, and he's like, yeah, the rest of the album's bad. Don't listen to it. <laughs> so like from that point, I was like, well, I guess the XX only has one song, and it's intro. Then I heard Dangerous. I'm like, who is this? Oh, it's the XX. Well, I guess they have two songs. Hmm. Hmm. I can tell you that I 100% have only heard intro by the XX. It's on the playlist I was talking about. Oh. Uh, it's It falls, it, it does fall in line with a, uh, into the, I'll never get tired of hearing it. And it will get me just as pumped up this time as it did last time. Well, for instance, to tell you how unoffensive this song is, there is actually a uh, on on YouTube. There's a video intro by the XX for ten hours straight. Really? Yeah, and it's, it just it just ends the loop right before the song cuts out and just continues. <laughs> and it, you, I, I'm imagining with the way the song builds, if I remember correctly, there's probably a point in the song where you could cut it and the next beat is the beginning it's like the next beat is simultaneously the next one in the song and also the first one in the song you might forget like that it ever ended like if you listen to it for 10 hours straight so i remember like this this reminds me of the time when uh like i think we're going back to to your parents house and we were talking about handlebars by flowbots and how the way the song yes. goes, doom, 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 doom. like the way it winds itself up and back down, like it will, it will loop itself, and you'll never yes. know that you have that you have listened to the song fourteen times. It's so I I have done that on a handful of occasions in my life where I didn't realize that I had I had repeated one instead of all, <laughs> and I'm like this. I did not know the handlebars was this long of a song, and in your head, I, I, you would, yeah. I would only think back to the last like six minutes. Yeah, and in not your head, having realized it's played for for forty five minutes in my head, I'm like, this is a six minute long song. I thought it was like, th- this song is easily twice as long as I thought. No, it's I've exactly already as long taken as I apart the remote control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've taken it apart. I put it back together again. I took it apart again. What, what do I do now? Oh, I can almost put it back together. So, <laughs> shout out Flowbots. Whatever happened to those guys? Well, they had their hit, and like most most other acts of that nature, they they cashed in and went their their own happy. Or they're probably still making music somewhere and, and touring. Who knows? Yeah, they made it. They made it real. They're they're the most popular band in Bangladesh. Are they Bangladeshi? I don't know. I just imagine oh. it's an obscure place on the planet where they tour constantly because it's a sold out show every night. I'm letting you know that you had me on the hook. <laughs> you had me, and you <laughs> let me off the hook. <laughs> it's only because I could see your reaction. I'm I'm gonna guess that I had you on the hook enough that you would have accepted that they were Bangladeshi. You would have a not Wikipedia'd it to no, find out. Would not have. And b at some point in the next three months, it would come up. And you'd be like, "Did you know those guys are from Bangladesh? Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that?" And whoever you're talking to, would be like, "Dude, they're from Boston. What the fuck is wrong with you?" And then I'd be like, "Well, you know, in uh, some circles, uh, Boston is actually called the New Bangladesh. <laughs> the New Bangladesh of these the the Eastern North Americas." Well, I we'll, we'll get the Eastern <laughs> North America. We'll get into something here that's a little fun. I, have I talked about the uh, the the naming of Seattle on this podcast before? I, uh, I ironically enough, I do not think that that's that's one obscure thing we probably haven't discussed yet. Okay, so I thought I'll I'll just launch into a history lesson here. Here we go. So the original, first of all, the original founding point, uh, place of Seattle was what's now Alki Beach, Alki Point. Um, and the name Alki is derived from uh, a local Indian word, which means almost, because the original name of Seattle was New New York. Because he thought, hey, I'm going to put a trade trading post right here. It's going to be right next to Canada. It's going to be here for, for the people coming out with. It's going to be great. 
We're, and I'm going to make so much money off of it. People are going to think this is like New York. In fact, I'm going to call it New York. It's new New York. And so when it didn't work, because it didn't, um, the Indians started saying, yeah, New York, Alki. And so he thought, like, hey, that's a, that's a nice indigenous word. I'm going to use that. And so that's how Alki Point and Alki Area got its name is because they wanted it to be New New York. And for the first time, like since since I had seen Futurama, where they did the whole new New York thing, I was like, "Wait a minute, that actually happened," and it didn't. That work. actually happened. <laughs> Damn you, Futurama! Going back in time and heading forward in time. Going back in time, going back to the future. In the um, past. I I definitely would have gone with newest York, um, myself, but. I think it's hilarious that uh, it's like, ha great word. And they're like, it's not a great it's word. A, it, we're making fun of you. Well, I mean, how, yeah. Well, I mean, how many people have, have, have random words and other languages tattooed all over their body? A lot of, a lot of white dudes. Well, I'll shout out. I mean, present, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I technically do too. I tech, I've got, I've got, I mean, it's a, fake made up language a what? fake made up language it's it's a it's a fake word in a made up language but i definitely have another language tattooed on my body too that's true it happened you got, you yeah. have a kayfabe language on your body i i don't know what kayfabe kayfabe is fake it's it's what oh, makes yeah the rest you're bringing wrestling back and i thought we could go <laughs> one episode and you get it in we there we did we went like three episodes Man, um, that's actually true. We haven't talked about it in a while. Are there any wrestling updates we well, need to know okay, about? Okay, so I, I do need to to come clean. So uh, when I mentioned that it was Rusev Day, that's something of a Pavlovian response right now because Rusev Day is a thing that's happening in wrestling. So mm. like, when you're like, mm. what's Rusev Day? I was like, I don't want to talk about it because I've <laughs> <laughs> about it on the podcast. <laughs> so... So I said, like, no, I, I don't know what you were talking about. Like, no. it, what Rusev Day, you said it. I didn't say I, you I was said like, that. I can, make, I can make things up. Yeah, totally. Rusev Day is happening in wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not even actually mad when you bring up wrestling. I just want everyone to know that it doesn't bother me. You're, like, I've said it a bunch. Your enthusiasm for wrestling makes me appreciate your enthusiasm for wrestling. Um <laughs> So I'm not I, I'm not mad. It would never bother me to talk about wrestling. I find it very interesting, um, but it it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that I think you've consistently. You, I don't think you've ever gone since the first time we brought up wrestling more than one episode without <laughs> talking about wrestling. And technically, if I wouldn't have brought if I wouldn't have put the kayfabe thing together because you've used it in wrestling talk before, if that didn't come up. You would have known that you brought up wrestling right. in the podcast, <laughs> even if I didn't. <laughs> I would have known. Yeah, that's one of those one of those classic things. That was for that one was for me. That, that one was for me. I did that. Um, yes, I have a kayfabe language tattooed on my body. What so, is it? Um, I have I have um, it's from Game of Thrones. Um, it is it is uh, is it Bravosi? Now I can't remember. I'm panicking. I'm panicking the moment. I have Vada Magoris. And and Vala Dahadis are two is one phrase said back and forth is two sentences back and forth. So, so when someone says uh, Valama Golis, which means all men must die to you, you respond by saying Vala Dahadis, which means all men must serve. Because the faceless men of Bravosi, I think it's Bravos, can't remember now. Um, they they worship the death basically not it's not necessarily the god of death it's just death is the only thing that all things have in common so it is the it's the ultimate power according to them and so it's all men all men must die and then they kind of they're kind of flipping it in that it's all men must serve death because he's he he's the it's the only constant everyone serves death on a long enough timeline so you say all men must die all men must serve. Interesting. That's and so I've got it's it's I've got Vala Dahalis and uh, shout out uh, the friend Aslan down in Arizona has Vala Magolis, and so it's like a little bro tat. Um, 
and yeah I mean, because we haven't got ours yet. That's true. So. That's that's very true. We now, I mean, we can we can just bridge it. We can we can just start talking about our tattoos that we want to get. So let's okay. do it. Why not? Do it. Go. Look. I mean, so my, for my, I think we have like we're gonna get a, we're both gonna get the same thing tattooed on us differently, yes. if I remember Correct. correctly. Yes, um, we are. So for those, assuming you haven't changed your mind, and I I could be talking out my ass right now, but if the plan is the same, yes, same words, different styles. Plan has not changed. Yes. All right. So, so for those for the fans of T two or Terminator Two Judgment Day, whichever you prefer, mm-hmm. um, not Train Spotting Two. I got really mad when I saw that. I saw T two Train Spotting Two. I got I like walked over to my supervisor when I worked at Fred Meyer, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> He's like, "What is this?" And I demand you, mid level <laughs> manager at a Fred Meyer's in the Pacific Northwest, fix it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one T two. Okay. <laughs> Like, I'm not. I'm not putting this out. <laughs> but anyway, so what for is the, this? He's like a movie. I think his 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 actual response was it's T two. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I from the scene, I'm getting no fate on the inside of inside of my right arm in the fashion that it was carved into the table during the the night the the daydream the the famous daydream well she was she was technically asleep so i think it was just a dream but it, happened it just happened the day. yeah but i mean if you take a nap it's you're still just dreaming but it is daydreaming then what's daydreaming dreaming during the day no it's dreaming while awake well, you could daydream time. at night. Wasting but you time. Can also daydream during the day. But can you night? Can, if can you daydream at night? Is that possible? Yeah. Or are if you, you just if you were to if you were to stay awake, right? You say you're working the graveyard shift. You're working the graveyard shift. Perfect. Uh, it's it's you know one o'clock at night in the middle of your shift, and you find yourself standing there doing the whole. Huh. Huh. That's daydreaming, and even though it's happening at night. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta say though it's not daydreaming because it's happening at night. <laughs> so anyway, yes, she has the dream. Uh, she 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 carves it. Well, she carves it into the table. No fate. And then and then falls asleep. And when she wakes up from the dream where the nuclear bomb hits Los Angeles and she's banging on the fence and sees old herself pushing baby john on the things and then the skeleton and she dies she wakes Spoiler up alert. and she she looks down no fates there and she realizes they're just like just like john connor told kyle reese to tell her to tell john the future isn't set there's no fate but what but the fate we make for ourselves that's the quote and she goes that's that's right the future isn't set there's no fate uh, and she grabs a bunch of guns, and she goes and tries to kill Miles Dyson. And, it, and then he drops the thing, and then it all blows up. And then it all blows up. But you are getting it in the arm, carved in as if it were a tape carved into you. Um, I am going to, um, I guess, mine's going to be the left arm, not the right arm. I realized that I held up the wrong arm to you well, in the video can't that see they can see. Yeah. But... <laughs> Um, on the left arm, I'm going to get no fate in, in the style of the Terminator 2 Judgment Day font with the black and the little red shadow around, around the entirety of my, the bottom, I, yeah, the bottom of the left bicep, probably. It's close to, to the two, elbow, sort of. Yeah, right above the elbow, kind of probably two, two and a half inches tall. That shirt cut line right there. Okay, yes, I, I just can... below. If I was wearing a T-shirt, you'd be like, "You definitely have a tattoo," but I can't quite tell what it is. You see, mine, mine's going to be in that spot where it's like, if I reach up to grab something off the shelf, someone's going to be like, "Do you have a tattoo?" And you'll be like, "No." I'll be like, "Sure, that's don't." Be able to see. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. I, like, if someone asks me if I have a tattoo, I'm just going to point to the no on my arm. Nope, sure no. don't. <laughs> yes, that's definitely that. That that's that's the official uh, 
possibly the uh, my show with Alex and Jake official tattoo. Could be. Uh, no fate. No fate. I mean, both both founders will have it. So I mean, it's kind That's of true. by definition the the go to. Like, it might even be the Red Arrow Productions company motto. It might be. But so when, when it comes to tattoos, yes, is there anything that? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things. Yes, there's probably. What is something that you would not choose to have tattooed on your body? I mean, obvious like swastikas, things like that, notwithstanding. Nobody wants to get a swastika tattooed on them. And if they do, they deserve to have a belt sander taken off. What you said is true. Uh, something that I wouldn't choose to have. Honestly, I I wouldn't I, – I would – for no real, real reason um, – and I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to – without going into it, this could go a weird way, so I'm going to stop it before it does. But I would not ever get like a, a, a country's flag okay. ever tattooed. Like not – I mean not uh, the U.S. flag or, or any sort of – I have very heavy German and Polish descent. You know, if, if you trace the ancestry of myself back far enough. Right. So – I'm not getting a German flag. I'm not getting a Polish flag or anything like that. I just I'm not not into it. Okay. So how much money would it cost to get to get one of those tattoos put on you? It's assuming assuming that I don't have to use that money to pay for the tattoo right. as well. You're getting the tattoo and someone is and like, some and money. Yeah. Um I would probably get a pretty it'd have to be, I would have to think it was cool at least let's say like I you I, have input on the piece but it's a full like we're not talking like a little we're not talking like the flag tattoo we're talking okay. like a piece to get a let's say to get a flag that would cover my my right shoulder which okay. is currently tattooless we'll say 70% of the shoulder because of shape technically it might not 70% of my shoulder I would say if somebody paid for it I thought it was cool I would say I don't know, a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks, you'd get a German flag tattooed on you. Sure. That's you heard it here first, folks. If you find, <laughs> if you find, <laughs> and there was the setup. No, I'm just... and there's and there's the GoFundMe page. <laughs> there it is. No, uh, but it, it was it was interesting. I, I was thinking about that because I I don't think I would ever get a naked woman tattooed on me. Ooh, that's a good. No, I. I wouldn't, but for like a thousand bucks, I would. Right. Would now? Now here's a question: How like how much would it cost to do like the 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 hustler woman who's like leaning back and the like the classic outline that's on the mud flaps? Yes, I was going to say the mud flap. How much to get the mud flap tattoo on in a visible place? In a visible place. In a visible, like a forearm tattoo. A forearm tattoo would be. Would be very expensive because that's that's just prime tattoo real estate right there. But I, you could throw it, you could throw it on like uh, like like the top of a calf. Okay. That probably fall that probably fall into the. Yeah, basically shorts and a t-shirt rule. Shorts and a t-shirt rule. Uh, if we went full shorts and a t-shirt below the collarbone, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one's a little a little more. I don't I don't want to say. I don't want to say white trash, but it comes with a little more of a stigma than, yeah. say, a German flag or an American flag. So, well, I say the German flag has plenty of stigma around. <laughs> fair enough. Um, the God damn it. But the that that little the hustler girl, the silhouette. I would probably that's that's a tough one. That's probably like three grand, and I could be convinced. Five grand, and I would definitely do it. Like five grand, like you're no, no talking. You're in. Like I'll give you five thousand dollars right now to get the hustle girl tattooed on the back of your calf. You're like, let's go. Let's go. I'll I'll give you like I'll give you a solid four inches for five grand. Hey oh. <laughs> but that. <laughs> that reminds me. That actually reminds me of the the TV show uh, that was on ESPN. It was called Big Borrow and Steal. Do you remember that? I I do I do remember that show's existence, but it it was on at a time in my life where I didn't have access to cable, so I never saw it. I, but so I know it, it happened. It, it 
like I got access to cable like right after it had finished, mm. but I still like caught a couple episodes here and there because like my dad had cable, and it just so happened that I was the one watching TV when when it came on. I was like, oh, I wanted to see this, and like I remember young young me sitting there, and they're like, okay, well you have to get a tattoo of your favorite team somewhere on your body, and I was like, oh my god, but I don't. But I don't know who my favorite team is. I'm like, here's this nine-year-old me, like, just panicking. I'm like, what would I do? What would I do? And the guy ended up, I think, getting, like, a UT Vols tattoo on his leg. And I was like, yeah, I'd get the... Because, you know, at this time, the interlocking UO, I'd, like, I'd get the UO. Yeah. But, I'd, yeah. but I probably wouldn't get a tattoo, though, because that probably hurts. Like, <laughs> it definitely it definitely hurts. It I, hurts in the weirdest of ways, in that, like, it is not a sensation that I enjoy, but it's, it's also one that I'm absolutely willing to continuously go back to and put up with for the end result. I, I don't think pain is the right word. It's definitely not pain. It's, um, it hurts in a, it, like you say, yeah, it's weird. It's hard to describe. It, it's impossible to describe a tattoo to someone who's never had a tattoo. <laughs> I can tell you that I know, I know dozens of people who regret a tattoo. None of them say they regret it because of how it, like it felt when they got it. Right. They always regret it because what the tattoo is, either somebody's name or, or you know, they they got a Coca Cola symbol when they were seventeen and now they have to get it covered up or something like that. Like that's that's why they regret it. But even even the most painful ones you hear about down the spine or across the rib cage, it's. Sometimes, like the, my my rib cage tattoo is very small. So it's it's the smallest tattoo I have, and it one hundred percent hurt the most because the entirety of it follows one rib bone, and it it hurts the whole time. Yeah, my my mine is on the the chest right where the heart is, and so there's two ribs right there, and it's very close to the sternum. So I was, I had pretty much my whole chest cavity, cavity vibrating at one point. Yes. I was like, ah. <laughs> but you know, That's I mean, funny. I'm sitting there, I'm like, nope, feels fine. Totally cool. Totally, totally cool, guys. Totally fine. I'm totally not. This doesn't hurt. Hey, is that totally blood? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you people, you could have been anywhere in the world. But you've been here with us, and we appreciate that. Want to make sure you're checking us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, and the like. Make sure you're following us on Podbean as well. If you like the show, tell somebody. Don't just tell us. Tell somebody else. We, we would love to talk to more people. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the best way to do that is through you guys. We love you, but we'd love to love your friends. So, uh, yeah, you know that. That's a boys to men song. If, if it isn't, it should be. <laughs> But for this episode of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. That's the podcast.